welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome to another episode of the Kasafa Show, where we touch on a range of issues from around Southern Africa. And we look forward to the start of the African Champions League and the Confederation Cup group stages this weekend, as we hear from the Mamelodi Sundowns co-coach, Mangoba Ngiti. We also speak to former Bafana Bafana midfielder Teko Medise about why he got involved in a film project to tell the story of his playing career and the pressures that he faced. We also get the views of two Zambia Super League club bosses after a joint UEFA and FAS League development workshop to assist those teams in the country to de-link from the National Association. But first, we speak to Kasafa Referees Manager Felix Tangawarima about the recent Africa Cup of Nations finals from an officiating point of view. And of course, we get his insight on the performance of South Africa's Victor Gomez, who handled the final. So I just wanted to get from uh, your perspective um, just how you felt uh, Victor Gomez did in the final. Obviously, he's received a lot of praise for his performance, but maybe just from more sort of a, a technical refereeing aspect, just just how you felt it went for him. Thank you very much. I, I think everybody in Kosafa is very proud of what our referees in general did in the during the Cup of Nations, and for us as a region to be honoured to to handle the final through uh, Victor Gomez, who was a big, big honour for the zone, uh, for Kosafa. And uh, Victor didn't actually disappoint. He performed very well. I think everybody who saw the game saw how the game was officiated. And really, we are we are very, very happy with the performance of Victor. It shows that uh, as Kosafa, what we are doing, I mean, we started long back with these referees, you know, with our development plan. And you can see the hard work and uh, the development plan of Kosafa, it is now giving us the results. I mean, the three referees were officiating uh, Gomez, Suela, and the soul from Lesotho. They are all products of our under 17. And you can see we take them in the under 17, under 20, and up to this uh, Kosafa Senior Challenge. And then they then move into the you know continental and the world you know officiating and really we are so pleased about the officiating of these uh these and in particular gomez you know officiating in a cup final you know with everybody in the world watching he did not disappoint us he did very very well and i'm very very proud as the kosafa reference manager I'm very, very proud of what Gomez did. I know I'm actually representing all the technical, you know, instructors within the zone. They are also very, very proud uh, of uh, what uh, the referee did. He represented us as Kosafa very well. He represented yes, uh, South Africa. He represented uh, himself as well. And uh, we, this was a wonderful period for us. Yeah, he certainly didn't seem um, overawed by the occasion. In fact, he seemed quite relaxed. Uh, is that just in his personality, do you think? He's just, um, he's able to stay calm? You, you see, you will find out during the tournament, I mean, these referees were in camp well before, about seven, eight days before the tournament. And in every day, uh, these referees are being taught, they are being, you know, prepared for these occasions. 
and then you you see that uh, before that he also handled some other games as well. As we continued with the tournament, you will find that we also get to know what is required. And uh, Gomez is a very intelligent, you know, a very intelligent referee. He, he listens to advice. He listens to his colleagues. He listens to to instructions, and uh, he really took everything which was he, which he was advised to do during this big stage, and he really did it. He's he's very mature, um, and he's a very good uh, main manager. He he manages very well the players. He he knows you know he's, he's got sense of responsibility, and uh, really this helped him a lot. Yeah, and I, I think I I. I Stand corrected, but I, I believe that Kasafa had seven referees. I'm not talking about the assistants. Um, had seven referees at the Nations Cup finals, which I think was the most uh, for any zone from CAF. So that must also make you very proud. Yes, you will find out that we would have wanted to have more because we actually have more more referees who can actually officiate at that level. But you know, we are also restricted to, to the quota. They, they have to take a certain number from our zone. But uh, yes, like always, COSAFA has been it's provided more referees in every tournament of CAF. They've provided more referees in every course of CAF, be it referees or instructors. So that that alone um, gives us a, a, a lot of pride because you can see uh, the roadmap we have actually done for our referees and it's being fulfilled and we are really grateful. We are also grateful for CAF for recognizing us, for recognizing our referees. So really, I'm, I'm very, very, very happy, you know, uh, to be part of this, uh, you know, region, to be part of this zone, uh, which is actually doing everything possible to, to to remain as number one in the continent. And now, obviously, looking forward, um, you know, for Victor Gomez, I guess his next target is the, the FIFA World Cup in Qatar later this year. Do you see that uh, as, as his next stage? You see, but before we reach the, the World Cup, we have lots of, you know, continental games. You know, we have club games and uh, we also have, uh, you know, some tournaments in between. So what we are focusing now is we are focusing on the games which are coming at the present moment. We have the World Cup qualifiers, which are very, very important. We have the Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers, which are very, very important. We also have the Champions League and the Confederation Cup. So what we are doing now, what we are preparing our referees to do now is to look at what is coming ahead of them now with their immediate requirements, which is the, you know, the these games I have talked about. After that, we are actually trying to make it possible that he, in the event he selected to the World Cup, he is in the best condition one would, would want a referee to be. Yeah, and just um, moving away from, from Victor Gomez, obviously you, you mentioned earlier there about his two assistants. Um, you must be delighted to see them as well, because often a lot of focus is put on the referees, but not so much on the referee's assistants. Yes, if, if you look at the game itself, really, some people may not even recognize who the assistant referees were. The reason why is because uh, they are actually known if they make some error of judgment. And in this particular you know, game, throughout the 120 minutes, they were on top of the situation. They were, they were perfect 
in every decision they were doing. And again, looking at, uh, for example, Saul from a small Lesotho, a referee picked out from the, the bush. Now he has entered the Africa Cup of Nations. Look at Suela, one of our, you know, very experienced assistant referee in Africa. I, I, I tell you, we, we are really very, very, very pleased with what we, what the referees did. Yes, most of the focus is on the referee, but without the assistant referee, you would not have achieved what uh, what they achieved. So as a team, collectively, as a team, we are proud of these referees. And just finally, we had the introduction of VAR for the entire tournament uh, in, in 2022, uh, now in Cameroon. Obviously, we had it, I think, from the quarterfinal stages onwards in Egypt uh, in 2019. Do you feel that was a, a success? the implementation of VAR? I think, you know, when we talk of VAR, it's an added advantage to the referee. You know, if we can have something which makes our referees make a correct decision, we are very happy. And we as COSAFA, as a region, we are actually advocating for this to come down to the zone. We are looking at countries like South Africa, Zambia, you know, to be the pioneers of having VAR in the league because they can afford their games are all of their games are on television and there is nothing to stop them from actually using VAR. We as COSAFA again, I was speaking with the General Secretary, Madam Sue, that we need to bring it to, to our tournaments as well. We may not do all the games, but we can actually start at uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. And when we do that in the in the in, in our senior tournaments, the senior tournament for women and the senior tournament for men, we would have achieved something which we've actually put in, in our in our planning you know program. So really, VAR is here to stay. And what we can do is we have to be uh, on board with what is required by FIFA. Mamelodi Sundowns and Amazulu will fly the South African flag in the group stages of the African Champions League this season, with the Brazilians set to open their campaign against the Sudanese club Al Hilal in Rustenburg on Friday. Sundowns coach Mangobe Muti gives us his views ahead of the game. Having been a teacher before, I thought that many questions from one person, but I will try to, to answer them. Playing in Rustenburg is it's as a result of uh, our stadium is not making it. It's, uh, in, in terms of the evaluation that FIFA made of our stadiums, Lucas could not make it, uh, Loftus also, and also Tax, uh, in terms of the, what they wanted now in the, in the group stages of the competition, which is a little bit stiff compared to the previous uh, seasons, which we all believe it was going to help the competition because uh, if, if our stadiums that we believe are so good could not make it, then one is, is waiting to see what will be happening out there in the stadiums that we are going to be playing in. But uh, that is the main reason why that, that moved. Going into your next question of signing players for the Champions League, uh, yes, it's true. I did say that because we are looking at our competitors in the Champions League and we are trying the best we can to, to get the team to that level and make sure that we are at a stage where we we compete uh, at almost the same level with them with one mentality which is to win the championship the Champions League and uh, all these seasons even when we did not win it our plan was always to fight to win it that, that's why we are we are fighting to, to be in the Champions League every year uh, and signing is always influenced by us trying to make sure that we are better than what we were the previous year and we are hoping we will get there. I would not regard uh, not winning the Champions League as a failure but uh, it's something that I would not want 
to experience. I would love to see Sundowns winning the Champions League. The players would love to see that. The president, the chairman, the board and everyone. Uh, the whole technical team is coming for it. So we understand what is at stake, but uh, we, we also know it's a very long road. Uh, we have to try to tread carefully. We've done a, a very, very intensive study on Al-Hilal. I don't want to lie to you. We have watched a lot of their matches uh, against Marik, even going back to the match that you played to the match that you played against them in uh, in Sudan and here in South Africa because their team has not changed that much. Like I said, we we, are, we know we are playing against a team that is very robust, a team that is really very strong. Both the centre-backs are tall, the central midfielders are tall, their number 10 is tall. They, they've got a very tall team and generally against Al-Hilal, you know, the game is most likely to be on two fronts, either on set pieces uh, and also on their counter-attacking game with, uh, I think, Rahman, number 33, being the most important player for them and the most important player even for the national team. And he is a player that traveled us even last year. But I must also say they are number 22, their left back, is also a very industrious left back, very, very offensive, uh, creates a lot of problems. That is why one anticipates, because based on what uh, we know, uh, we anticipate that at home they might sit back a little bit and maybe present a 4-5-1 or a 4-1-4-1 scenario to try and make sure that they are compact and they are hoping to catch us with breaks. But set pieces are always the order of the day against a team like Alitar. For this for this period, the only there are only few players that were registered. I think it was uh, surprise Rolani, it was Tebo uh, Homukwena, Savreda. Uh, I don't remember anybody else because the rest of the squad was registered early. Super League clubs are in the process of delinking from the Zambia Football Association, forming their own top flight competition. It is a move that's been on the cards for some time now, and this week UEFA hosted a workshop in conjunction with FAS to educate the clubs on a number of important issues. Here is Zanaco Acting General Manager Roy Matombo speaking to FAS TV. Uh, the workshop uh, has been uh, very good. Um, the information that has been uh, availed to club officials, uh, in particular uh, club CEOs and other football administrators, uh, will go a long way in um, developing uh, our game, especially in the area of um, governance, uh, operations, and uh, general club business. Uh, this brings us uh, to the fore um, in how to you know, handle uh, in general club business. Well, the implementation definitely is uh, gradual. Uh, it has to be integrated with uh, other processes that uh, our club uh, started. So I can say that uh, the integration of what we have learned today uh, is basically a knowledge transfer. And uh, we should be seen to put it to practice with what we have already. Um, it's a very good business model, which uh, some of us have understood. Uh, I personally have been to uh, South Africa. Um, I've seen the operations uh, uh, between... Uh, uh, SAFA and uh, the South Africa Premier League. Um, the Delinking uh, is a welcome uh, uh, program. Uh, it has got its own uh, advantages. Uh, this implies that uh, the Premier League will run as a business and in terms of uh, sponsorships and bringing in standardization, it will be across the participating clubs. 
So um, personally, I'm, uh, I'm happy that as uh, Zambian football, we are going that direction, delinking the operations of the club from the federation to uh, uh, clubs. In Danny FC president Stephen Lilongwe also gave his insight into the workshop and what it means for the teams to move away from the association. Uh, this workshop was very useful because if you look at the umbrella of issues it covered, it started from the governance issues. Then after the governance issues, it discussed technical development, which predominantly focused on uh, clubs understanding how they can map up their technical strategies to obviously grow up the youth team and uh, actually create an impact for the team. And lastly, the workshop covered uh, revenue generation, uh, which was very interesting and the aspect of marketing coming out. Most of the things discussed in the workshop were a recapitulation of the principles that we, we use in governance and development. The new aspects were actually in areas of uh, revenue generation. Uh, most of the time, uh, we feel that uh, we are doing our best without knowing that there are areas that are lacking when it comes to generating revenue for the club. So the concepts that came out on revenue generation and marketing were key for, for us to understand that uh, it's not only a normal to view marketing as a cost, but it's also good to know that marketing can actually generate revenue and benefit clubs. So the whole professional issues of how it must be handled, the nitty gritties of branding, and also, you know, the merchandising, the fans and club interactions, all those areas that are good areas that they have got new concepts in them, some of which clubs use informally. But what we appreciate most is that they are coming up in a structured fashion so that we can use them and objectively and uh, get results. So what we have gotten here is essentially a, a what can I say? There are solutions that we can use now and in the future. And one significant thing that we noted was on the player and the technical development. You notice that we neglect developing the youth at the tender age. So those are strategies that team can, teams can pick up now. Like you form your under-12 team, you form your under-15 and under-19. You register them and start grooming them. Because we have learned the benefits that come from uh, training compensations and solidarity payments. So those are areas that we can implement as soon as possible. Finally, on this week's show, we speak to Teka Medisa, who in his prime was one of the most talked about players in the South African League. But he has shed light on the struggles he faced as a player in a new half-hour documentary called Donna, which is available to be viewed free on YouTube. From the feedback, I think uh, people had a different view. Um, they looked at me differently, and which was something that was expected because we want those stories to move you somehow, you know, uh, spark something in you. And, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. And uh, yeah, it will be it will be launched. Uh, I mean, it will be open up for people to, to watch. I think it will be very exciting to hear what people have to say about it. Because the idea behind it was we as Mamnuli Sundowns being a team that has been dominating for so many years, none of us actually took a has the own responsibility to tell our own type of stories. And I think there's always been a narrative about how Mamli Sundance is run, how Mamli Sundance are winning championship, but we never actually um, got to put ourselves in a position where let's explain ourselves a little. Not that we're explaining ourselves a little bit, but let's just show people that there are characters and personalities within the club. And I think that's the space that we're trying to move in. And, um, and I was excited to be part of it. And I was excited to share my story. And also looking at how the team is with so many young stars, with ladies football as well, that are going through tough times and challenging times, they can actually look at my story and, and, and be inspired that 
despite all the negativity, despite all the difficulties, you can actually make it. I think that was the biggest part behind it, not just to motivate Sundance players, but just to football in general in the country. And do you enjoy that aspect, that storytelling aspect? Is it important to you to uh, show people what you're all about as well? Yeah, I think for me, the reason why it's so important because I remember when I, I needed somebody to talk to, when I needed a former footballer to, to reach out and ask questions, there was no one. And, uh, and sometimes as a footballer, you're thinking that what you're going through, you're the only person that ever went through those. And in, in reality, there's many footballers that went through that. And I think for us as a footballers, we never had a voice. We never had our own opinion. And I think it's, it's, it's those type of conversations that I want to have. Let's have let's have conversations. Let's, that's why I want people to watch it and, and come back and tell me which part do they interest in. So that I can explain further if they, there's, there's, there's no understanding behind it. Because I believe that there's so many stories that we could tell. We know people's stories, but we never share South African football stories. And I'm excited to be part of this. Yeah. And, and is this is this sort of a one-off or is this a series of stuff? How's it? It, it is a series. For now, there's, 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 there's four uh, series. Um, um, the first part was me and uh, the, the, the second part was Majambela, who is uh, the oldest uh, supporter of, of, uh, of Mamdoun Sundowns. And uh, the third one is Trophy, who is uh, playing in the women's football. Uh, recently, just won the Champions League and has yeah. a different personality of the pitch as well. That will be an interesting story. And Dennis Onyango, of course, we know who he is. And uh, we also went to Uganda as well to try and tap into that space as well. I think people will be very interested to watch that. So also we're building on to that. And after that, there will be also different people that also that, that raise our screens as well, telling their own story. So it's an ongoing thing. It's going to be a series. We'll see different people, but there's no format as to this. After Dennis Onyango should be Timber as well. There's no format really. We're just going to tell the storyline and we'll see where the story takes us. Yeah. And just last one for me, when you were a player, uh, perhaps um, an experienced player, did you feel yourself as a role model? Was it something that you thought about um, at the time, or did you just was it just about training play, training play? Um, I think it, it came as a, as, as, a uh, as something that I didn't want to accept uh, because of how I played. Being given a responsibility to carry the club, being given a responsibility in the country, but you're a superstar, so that comes with so many things on the side. So now we start hearing people saying you're a role model. That sort of gives you a different perspective as to what you're doing, how you carry yourself, as a uh, uh, measure to that. So I think for me, ever since I've joined the Lano Pirates, my 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 view or people how people view me changed altogether until I retired and I, at some point I had to take responsibility of the type of player that I was and what was given to me so it wasn't something that I was looking for but it was given to me and, and I embraced it because of the player that I wanted to be and I realized that it comes with so many responsibilities yeah that's it then for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We'll be back in a fortnight with more views from around the Southern African region and, of course, beyond. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on Soccer Duma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.